0: Good evening everyone and welcome. Tonight's class is titled The Righteous Shall Live By His Faith. Tonight, or today was Chaf Zain Adar, the 27th day of Adar. And mm-hmm. in the Chabad calendar it's a very serious and sad day. Um, it's the day that in 1992 the Rebbe had a stroke mm-hmm. Um, and stopped being able to communicate verbally and then actually two years later, 1994, the same day, he had a second stroke. Um, So it's a very serious day. And in honor of that, I'd like to share a really powerful insight and also kind of gives you a vision of um, how, how the Rebbe really keyed in Next week, is, we learn Parsha's Vayikra. Par, Chumish Vayi we start Chumish, the, the third Chumish of the five. And the Parsha starts off, it's, it's talking about sacrifices. And it says, Adam Kiyakriv Mikem. A man, to translate, Adam, a man, kiakriv." When you want to bring a sacrifice, Mikem, it needs to come from you. If you want to. The wording is really a little off here. It should have said, Adam, when a man from amongst you, Yaakov wants to bring a sacrifice. That's not, it doesn't say when a man from amongst you. It says, when a, when a person, Adam, when Adam, a man, referring to man or woman, of when a person, ki, when he wants to come close from you, the wording is off. So the first Rebbe, the author of the Tanya, he says, Adam ki Yaakov, if you want to bring a sacrifice, mikem, first bring a piece of yourself. First, bring your animalistic soul. If you want to become close to Hashem, so you don't don't just go and say, "Oh, I'll I'll go and I'll I'll give some charity." No, no, you have to give yourself also. You have to do something within yourself. The sixth rebbe, the previous Rebbe, he added a dimension and he said, Adam Kiyakriv, if you want to bring a sacrifice, Mikem, it's all in you. It's up to you. No one else can help you. Of course, everyone can assist you, but ultimately it's up to you to get it done. And the Rebbe added a third dimension. I mean, not a third dimension, a, third, a deeper level. The Rebbe said, Adam Kiyakriv, if you want to become close to Hashem, Mikem you have to give your entire being to Hashem. Hmm. You can't say, I'm going to give 50%. You know, the Talmud and Tractate Kiddushin, the Talmud and the Tractate that talks about marriage, it says, you know, marriage is, as you know, very serious. And the wording we use, the Torah is extremely, extremely particular about. The exact wording that the man tells a woman what they get married. So the Gemara discusses what happens if you tell a woman, I'm going to marry half of you. I'm going to marry half of you So the Gemara gets into it Does he mean well, Maybe he's talking about He's going to marry you On Monday, Wednesday, Thursday Does he mean half of them What does he mean? But of course it's, it's, it's not You have to marry the full person and, and similarly When we're talking about Connecting to Hashem We can't say On Shabbos I'm going to give him all, all I got Or I'm just going to We have to be fully in Thought. Okay so, we finished class two weeks ago and said we're going to share how the whole Torah, there's 613 mitzvahs, but really, there's only we have to focus on one mitzvah. This was the end of last week's class, two, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, let me read the Gemara. Let's share the Gemara, and then we'll uh, throw ourselves back into the Tanya. How, how many mitzvahs are there? How many commandments? Six hundred and thirteen. How do we know there's six hundred and thirteen?
1: Because that's what it tells it's us. But, uh,
0: Who told us?
1: <laughs> Hashem.
0: How do you know? Where did Hashem say it?
1: Are you thinking of Romanities.
0: No. The Talmud says like this. Could it, no, by the way, of course you're on target. I'm just I'm trying to pull out the exact answer. Mark, I'm I-
1: Well, sometimes there aren't answers,
0: and that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I I, it's I, I, it's I, I agree. A computer. <laughs> I'm gonna start a quote, tell me if you could finish it. Torah Sivalanu Moshe. What's the next word? That's a song. Yakov. Correct. It's a song. Let's. This is one, as I told you, there's twelve passages that every child should know. The first of the twelve is this passage. Torah sivalanu moshe, the Torah that Moshe commanded us. Morashak Hilas Yakov, it's an inheritance. So the Talmud says. How many people here are familiar with gematria? The numerical value of every letter. Mark. Okay, so we're going to test your knowledge.
1: Oh, good gracious. What is
0: the numerical value of the word Torah? <laughs> yeah. The
1: numerical value of
0: Torah got to be 613, 613. Right. well I'll just take yeah. just 613 a yes. By the, I, I don't want do to am I putting I get you on the spot? There. could you assist me? how much is so, how much the okay. letter so the word Torah has a tough vav, ration hey what is the numerical value of the word tough of the letter tough? The, <laughs> close <laughs> the, the answer is 400 okay so we have 400 this was 200 what is the numerical value of the letter vav? Aleph, bays, gimel, Dalet, hey, vav, six. Okay. What is the numerical value of the letter resh? Two hundred. Two hundred. And what is the numerical value of the letter hey?
1: Whatever's, whatever's left. Ten.
0: Minus Five. Five. Okay, so now let's do the math. 400 plus 6 plus 200 plus 5 equals?
1: 600,
0: 613, right? 611. 611. <laughs>
1: 611. <laughs> okay. We got two extra. <laughs> so I need your
0: help here. I need your help here. Bad mathematician. <laughs> we, did, we have an issue here. How do we get 613? It's beautiful. The Torah, everything is exact. How many commandments did God Himself tell us? You know the story? What's the story? We were at Mount Sinai. We're standing at the mountain, and God starts telling us the commandments. He says the first one, and we die. We fly back like 60 miles away, and then he has to revive us back from the dead. Mm -hmm. And we come back, and uh, he tells us the second commandment. Same story repeats itself. At that point, we say, God, let let Moshe tell us the commandments. So the first two Uh, were said by God. So, Torah valanu Moshe. How many commandments did Moshe tell us? Um, 611. 611. Because the other, because the other two, Hashem Himself told us. Let's quickly read this inside the Gemara. The Gemara says, "Darash Rabbi Simlai, Rabbi Simlai expounded, He says, meiso shloish mitzvah six hundred and thirteen mitros, six hundred and thirty commandments.' Nam rulo Moshe, we're told Moshe. So there's how many? We're going to test your knowledge a little more." How many positive, how many negative commandments are there? Uh, 365. 365. Why are there 365 exactly?
1: Because are well, of course, days of the
0: year. Because each one of the days of the year, Rashi says, is <laughs> fantastic. She'bechol yom azhirm shalolav or every day of the year, the, the day itself is telling you don't transgress these mitzvahs. Hmm. How many positive commandments are there? four. Mm-hmm. 248, what are they responding to? Corresponding to? The parts of the body. Every part of the body has a specific mitzvah connected to it. That's an important point. Every mitzvah has a certain energy for that part of the body.
1: And when you say parts of the body, you talk about the organs, you talk about the senses, because there's 365
0: muscles in the body. It's a good question, and, and I'm going to say it's something that there's a lot of debate about what they are. But when we talk about the 248, we're talking about 248 limbs, and and uh, Um We're talking about like the sin the is, is sinews the appropriate word, but
1: mm-hmm. bones? Yeah,
0: but, but I don't I don't I'm I don't know the exact specifics oh, sure of what that's it. referring to. And oh, but oh, yeah. Um, there's water there, so
1: that was before medicine
0: was made. So Okay. Yeah. So comes the Gemara and says but David Vihdanala Sasra. David Hamalach came and said, It's not working. We need a we need to put the six hundred and thirteen down into eleven. the Gemara explains how he did that. Now a little while later, the next the next uh, Rabbi Yishaya Isaiah came and said it's not working. and al sheish she put it down to six. No, it the Gemara continues and says Micha came and said Vehemidin al shalish there should be three. Until finally we come to Chavakuk and Ba Chavakuk and al Achas Chavakuk said we need to put all the mitzvahs on one. So it's not working. What's the one? Shinemar veTzadik beEmunasa tzadik Righteous person will live Because of his faith This is what the Talmud tells us The Talmud is in tract It's Maka 24 24 side A now This is a very tricky Gemara Right, Damon? It's quite I mean Is it 613? Is there one? What's, what's It's, it's yeah, tough what's <laughs> it's, well, it's tough over here so there's many commentators But over here The Altarev is going to tell us He's going to say Chavakuk was telling us Do, do you know when you come to heaven? They ask you, they ask you seven questions Have you heard the seven questions? The tractate Talmud, the tractate in The Gemara and tractate Shabbos Lists seven questions they ask in heaven But one of the questions is Avukh. I apologize, I'm getting confused. There are seven questions asked. A different story. Avuch zahir tvei. The Gemara discusses, your father, what was he particular about? <laughs> Every person has certain things that they're very particular about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe they're, ex- they're extremely particular to make sure they wash their hands before eating bread. Maybe they're extremely particular about the way they dress. Whatever it is, everyone has something that they're particular about. And there's certain things that, if, that, that that will give you tremendous energy. If someone has the focus of what the Tanya told us previously, that, Hashem, that you are a part of Hashem, Hashem is everything, therefore, He cares about you, He's, there's no need to worry, He's gonna, He has a plan for you. If someone is able to think about this, that's going to give them tremendous energy. We're going to learn, it's it's as if they're going to be revived from the dead. If someone is truly able to connect to this point. That they are fully, you're a part of Hashem. You're in Hashem's hands. So that's going to revive you like the revival of the dead. And Chavakuk is telling us in Tractate Makas. He's saying, if there's one thing that I'm going to ask you to do, and that will affect all the other 612, is real, proper faith. We're not saying there's only one mitzvah. No, no, no. We're saying there's one mitzvah that if you do properly, it will give you the ability to complete everything else. That's a big, that's a big mitzvah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is why we learned that the Alter Rebbe, every single day of his life, he tried one thing. He was trying to get across the message of Hashem is one. Because if we really connect with this, it's going to give us, it's going to, give us new energy and we'll be able to fulfill our mission in a whole new way. <coughs> Let's see this inside. Page 104, we're in the middle of chapter 32, 33. Perhaps today we could conclude the chapter. We're on the left hand column. This is what our rabbis of blessed memory. So again, chapter 33, page 152, left top of, midway down the left hand column. Do we have it? No. <coughs> this is what our rabbis of blessed memory said. 613 commandments were given to Israel. Yes, there's 613. But came Chavakuk and based, based them all on a single one. He said all of them are inclusive in one. As it is written, mm-hmm. The righteous shall live by his faith, that is to say, as if there had been no more than one commandment, namely faith alone, if there was only one commandment, that, as it continues, for by faith alone, will he come to fulfill all the 613 commandments. Not that we're saying faith alone to the the exclusion of the other 612, no. Having just proper faith, is going to lead you to the other 612. And this is a very important detail. And I come in conversation with many people They say, I believe. Over here we're learning, you can't truly, you can't have true belief in Hashem and not fulfill the rest of the commandments. If someone says, I believe in that is my connection to Hashem, then it's not true belief. You're believing. But not truly understanding that you're one with Hashem and Hashem loves you and He's asking you that the way you'll connect is by fulfilling the Torah and Mitzvot. You know, it's kind of like a spouse. You know Mark, right? Imagine you did what you thought was great for your wife, and your wife said, "That's not what I want." That right? happens all the time.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> it happens. It happens with everybody. It never, it never happens.
1: Never happens.
0: You know what? It happens with me. I'll take. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll blame it on myself.
1: Did you have to
0: use that example? <laughs> it, Hashem, it, it, this is exactly the same scenario. You come and you say, "I love Hashem. I believe in Him, but I'm not going to do what He wants." That's like a spouse. It's like. Saying you love your spouse and doing, doing what you want to do. It's a one way relationship. Never. Uh, yes. Never happened. That's why I use you. I knew it wasn't yeah. perfect, and yeah. I, I knew it wasn't. Of course. So, this one mitzvah will lead us to the, other, to the other 612. In other words, when his heart will exalt and rejoice in its faith in God's unity, you're truly happy in perfect joy as though he had but this one commandment (laughs) and it alone were the ultimate purpose of his creation and that of all the worlds if you believed that this is the only commandment and because of it you're loving Hashem with true happiness then with this force and vitality of his soul which are generated by this great joy all of a sudden you have new energy within you his soul will ascend ascend ever higher above all internal and external obstacles which hinder his fulfillment of all the 613 commandments. <clears throat> sure, but I want to just share one, one example. You've all heard it, but just to repeat it. If you're, if you're going through something rough and a moment later you win the lottery, right? that challenge disappears. It's as if it's not... The, you, don't, you don't pay attention to it. And that's what we're saying now. It's as if you won the lottery. So when challenges come your way, you're just going to go above them. Please.
1: Okay. Is there an actual mitzvah that says, have faith, or having faith is the summary and compilation Mm. of the mitzvahs?
0: What is the first of the Ten Commandments? The one God. Not the not the first mitzvah. The second. The second. The second commandment is well, ye Don't have other gods. What's the mm-hmm. first commandment? I
1: remember. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, etc.
0: No, doesn't it say love. Not not in the first commandment. I am.
1: Oh, I am I the Lord. I,
0: I, I, so. I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. So what's the commandment? That's not a commandment. That's a statement. So what's the commandment? To Accepted. believe that and trust it.
1: Believe and, it. The commandment is that if you eh, that that has to be the initial acceptance and uh the accept it does not state it as a commandment but once you accept that you accept what follows
0: that's for another time because i actually spoke about this point you're talking about kabbalah soil there's, a, there's something we need to accept god and actually it happens to be that's not a mitzvah
1: i'm sorry i'm mystified <laughs>
0: no, no. What well, you're saying is very important, but it's interesting that it's not a mitzvah. The first commandment is to know God. Mm. We have to liter- We have to do our best, and that's why Chassidus is so important. The Rambam tells us the first mitzvah is to do your best. To kn- I, I am the Lord your God. What's the message Hashem is saying? I want you to know me. Mm. I want you to try and connect with me. That's the first commandment. Okay. So comes Chavakuk And he said All oh, the 613 mitzvahs Are dependent on one Just focus on one And you'll get everything done Focus on the mitzvah of, of belief in Hashem And the wording Chavakuk said is hmm. The wording he says "Vitzadik hmm. b'munasay A, a tzadik, a righteous person With belief alone, yichye it doesn't say Chaya it doesn't say he will live it says "yichya." Yichya means let's see that this is the meaning of the words shall live by his faith with the emphasis on shall live as at the resurrection of the dead by way of example the, the, the specific wording in the English it's a little harder to understand the, 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 what we're deducing here but the way the word is written in Hebrew, Yichya, is sharing that we're not talking about just life. We're talking about it's a new life. It's it's as if you've gotten completely new energy. As at the resurrection of the dead. So will his soul, when someone is going to have this faith, his soul will revive with this great joy. This, if we can take a moment every day and really think, how Hashem is one Just when we say Shema Think Hashem is one And think on a deeper level We're not talking about Hashem is one There's no other gods We're saying Hashem is one There is nothing else in this world Aside for Him I'm a part of Hashem That should give us It should revive us It should give us a new energy And now we're going to go ahead and say That's on a personal level It will give us We're making ourselves happy but not only are we making ourselves happy, we're making Hashem happy. When we go ahead. You see, you see, when you go ahead and say you're on the winning team, generally that's just making you happy. You're not making, are you making your coach happy? I don't know. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the winning, I'm on, I'm on the winning team, of course, I'm sure your coach is happy that you're proud of your team. But truly, you're bringing pride within yourself. So when you're going to go ahead and say you're a part of Hashem. That's amazing. It's giving you new energy. But now we're going to say not only is it giving you new energy, it's making Hashem really 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 happy. Why is it making Hashem happy? Because when you believe in Hashem, and when you believe everything is from Hashem, you're going to stop doing inappropriate doing at least some inappropriate things. And every time you stop doing something inappropriate, mm-hmm. you are subduing the evil. You're making, as we learned previously, you're making Hashem so happy. You're elevating the good. So not only are you, ha- are you having an internal happiness, but that happiness is now going to express itself by subduing evil. So you've made Hashem happy. So you're happy and Hashem is happy. Let's see that inside. This is a doubled and redoubled joy. So now when you have come to connect with the joy of Ahlus Hashem, the oneness of Hashem, it's a doubled and redoubled joy. For apart from the joy of the soul, apart from my joy, apprehending the nearness of God and his dwelling with him, (laughs) he will doubly rejoice with the joy of God. Hashem is happy. And the tremendous gratification rendered to him by virtue of his faith. By your faith, you're now making Hashem happy. Why? Because whereby the sitra achra, evil impurity, is verily subdued. And darkness should change into light. Watch the darkness? The darkness of the klipot, of this corporal world, which obscure and conceal his light, blessed be he, until the end, as is written, he sets an end to darkness. Hmm. So when we go ahead and we connect not only are we happy Hashem is also happy This bracket Just for a moment It's just sharing We just said That Hashem sets an end to darkness The bracket is going to tell us The end of, the end of days Is a reference to When Moshiach will come That's what the bracket says Which refers to the end of days When the spirit of impurity Will be banished from the earth and the glory of the Lord will be revealed And together all flesh will see As will be explained later So let's summarize And before we go to the next detail We'll take questions In summary Chavakok taught us That yes are 613 commandments But today We need to focus on one We need to share How Hashem is one Shema Yisrael Hashem alokino Hashem achad That's why it's, this is the most important prayer This is the foundation of Judaism That Hashem we are one with Hashem. There's nothing else but Him. Are there any questions? Anyone want to share something on this? I yes, Rosetta, please.
1: The six hundred and thirteen um, mitzvahs. Yeah. I've looked up um, on the computer, and I don't take. I take everything on the computer with a grain of salt, but a lot of them seem to be very particular. From what I was reading towards being in Israel and doing certain things in Israel and being that we're not outside of Israel that we're outside of Israel at this time some of them don't apply at this time, correct?
0: Unfortunately, today being outside of Israel and no temple mm-hmm. and in the time of exile I think the actual active number of mitzvos we could do is under 100 if I remember correctly it's a, it's a small amount, correct correct
1: there's approximately 100 at this time that are actively being able
0: to. If I remember, I didn't review it recently. If I remember correctly, in Portland, Oregon, I think there's about 70 that we have the ability to properly do.
1: Are there more in New York?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that was, good. <laughs> that was a good question. Um, go? Only in
1: Brooklyn. <laughs> um, <laughs> or in Queens. Um, but but does, but we are all but we're. But we have to, on one level, live as though all the other commandments, those other commandments still exist. We just either aren't, we don't have the Amikdash, or we don't live in Israel. But, But it's assumed that... I'm listening. It's assumed that they will all be observed. At
0: one time, right? I want to get a sitter. I want to tell you that what we. S-
1: sense to
0: me, the, the What? What's the contradiction with what you said and what I said? I, 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 I agree with you. You're right. You are you're, you're 100% correct that Hashem is everywhere. But why does that, what's the contradiction with the fact that Hashem says there's certain mitzvahs I only want you to do in one place?
1: <clears throat> Which, and but we've identified that place as Israel. No. Did we identified it as
0: a certain place? Har Ar- HaMoriya. Shor- okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Temple Mount.
1: In the Temple. Right. right. The certain temple. Specific so if right. we can it's only do
0: 70 town. in Portland
1: and 100 outside of
0: No, no. Basically, uh, I believe it's about 170 that practically we could do today um, outside of Israel.
1: If we're not... Well, outside of a certain place in Israel.
0: Regarding the boundaries of Israel, there's there's numerous um, halachos about it. Generally, we go, I believe, by um, Mm -hmm. the boundaries that King David set. So correct, the boundaries, the, the way Israel is today is not the Israel that, that the Torah is, talks about. And we'll get there in a moment. Okay. That's an interesting point. But just to get back to Gershom's point, we say every day in Davening, on page 22, This is a quote directly from Hosea. Hosea says, we will render the prayer of our lips in place of the sacrifice of bullocks. In other words, there are ways for us to try and fulfill other mitzvot and primarily by learning about them, we're able today to come to some level of connection with those mitzvot. Are
1: are not prayers a substitute for sacrifice?
0: Correct. But even specific sacrifices, prayers, we're talking about here that as a whole... By f- another, a, a further example will be we learn that if you learn about the temple that's a way of building the temple mm-hmm. by learning about it um, any other questions? I'm trying to avoid going into the next subject okay I'm just kidding it's a, li- it's a little tacky it's, it's not tacky it's really fascinating I- I'm gonna what, what about this what do you think about this quote? let me read you, the, let me read you a little Mishnah a little Gemara and tell me If you get upset walk out, don't throw anything at me. No, no. It's really fascinating. The Mishnah says, Mishnah Subos, page 110b. Hakol Nalan Leret Yisrael. If a man and woman marry, and the woman or man, either or, is from Israel, the other is from America, I could force you to, to move to Israel. You could force your spouse to move to Israel. Your spouse cannot force you to move out of Israel. V'ein hakol motzi'in You're not allowed to Not everyone could take out Within Israel itself Hakol malin li'erushalayim If one of you is from Jerusalem Yerushalayim I could force you to move to Yerushalayim V'ein hakol motzi'in Echot ha-noshim ve'echot ha Whether man, whether woman If you're within Israel, one's out You could force them into Israel and, now, just to be clear, force means that if they don't want to move, then there's going to be a divorce. That's the proper grounds for divorce. You can't physically force anyone to do anything. But, but the Torah is teaching you that ideally, Yerushalayim is holy, and, and Israel is holy, Eretz Yisrael is holy, and within Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim is holy. We're going to drop a little further. Tanu Our rabbis taught us. Le'olam yidor Adam beret Yisrael, a person should preferably live in Israel in Eretz Yisrael even if most of those people unfortunately don't believe in God. Don't live outside of Israel. Even if everyone there is, an, is a practicing Jew. In other words, better live in the lowest town in Israel, then in, uh, in, in Brooklyn, in, in, in Williamsburg, wherever you want. <laughs> Says the Gemara further, <speaking in> hadar <Hebrew> if you live in Israel, <speaking> in <Hebrew> then you believe in God. So as if you have God. <speaking in Hebrew> Anyone that lives outside of, as Mark said, the halachic boundaries of Israel, make as if he doesn't believe in God,
1: hmm.
0: and it's quite a strong, quite a strong proof for this. The Gemara quotes the pasuk in in VaYikra, the third book of the Torah, Parshas Behar. The pasuk says, "Ani Hashem I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. To give you the land of Israel. Listen to this. To be there, your God. In Israel, I'm your God. Outside of Israel, look. You know, doesn't say it. So the the uh, Gemara tells us clearly that in Eretz Yisrael there's much more godly energy. Now, by the way, many people actually they were trying to be tough and they used it on the Rebbe. They're like, hey, how could the Rebbe not, not move to Israel? And, and uh, we could talk, that's again for another class. Oh. <laughs> but I share this.
1: You anticipated my question.
0: I, I share this because <laughs> let's just jump ahead for a moment. and we'll, This is particularly so in the diaspora where the atmosphere is unclean. And filled with klip and sitra achra. The Gemara and Shabbos and elsewhere says that Eretz Yisrael is a holy place. Mm-hmm. We learn avira de Eretz Yisrael machkim. There's something about the air, literally of Israel, that, that makes you smart. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the quote. Outside of Israel, there is even more impurity. So now it, that, That's the reality of it. You can feel it. There you go. I, I agree with you. So now, what we're, well, we're going to learn, this is a twist. We're going to learn, someone that is outside of Israel and has this faith, in other words, they are pushing down the Khalipa even more, they're making Hashem even happier. What are we learning here? We're learning that someone who has faith in Hashem Munah, and that makes him happy, it also makes Hashem happy because he's subduing the Kalippa. And if you live outside of Eretz Yisrael, where the klipa is even greater, so this faith is making Hashem even happier, because you're subduing an even greater klipa. Hmm. Let's see that inside. This is particularly so in the Diaspora, where the atmosphere is unclean and filled with klipa and sitra achara. For there is no joy before him, Hashem, blessed be he, like the light and joy of the particular excellence of light, that comes out of darkness The greatest Hashem's happiness Is when the darkness makes light What does this mean? Of course in d- A tiny drop of light Could brighten up a dark room mm-hmm. But Shlomo HaMelech The wisest of all men he's, He made a statement He says V'raisi I see La'or min there's a quality to light from darkness like wisdom over foolishness he says there's a quality of light that comes from darkness like wisdom from foolishness now what's the wisest of all men needs to tell me that there's a quality of light over darkness the wisest of all men is telling you something very wise. He's saying, I see there's a quality of darkness, I see there's a quality of light, that comes from darkness. Not a little light within darkness. The ultimate light is from darkness. If the darkness itself makes light. In other words, the, if we are living in the darkness itself, if we are living in Portland, Oregon where we're saying here there's a lot of naturally a lot of impurity just from living outside of Israel and with here it's in an even darker place we're able to create light there's no greater joy to Hashem than that so, so I guess we have a plus over Israel, right? our plus is we're able to make Hashem even happier it's kind of like someone who has gone off, who has gone further away when they come back brings you much greater joy so we're saying that's the joy Hashem has hmm. and now we're going to conclude the chapter by this will really summarize it and if you remember I told you there's 12 12 sayings every child should know and two of them are in this chapter this, the last of the 12 is this this is what we're going to say right here this is the meaning of the verse from Tehillim we say, it in, in, we say it in Tehillim. Yismach Yisrael This is the meaning of the verse. Let Israel rejoice in its maker. That is to say that everyone who is of the seed of Israel should rejoice and be happy in the joy of God who is pleased and glad to dwell in the lower spheres which are of the order of, the, of physical Asiyah. Let, let's, let's translate this. I know it's English, but we'll try and translate it into different English. <laughs> Yismach Yisrael Be'osav Yismach Simcha Rejoice Yisrael the Jew Be'osav and his Creator well, What are you saying, Rejoice? We're not saying Rejoice, we're saying Rejoice in Hashem's Happiness That's what it says on the last line of the previous page. Rejoice and be happy in the joy of God. You are making Hashem happy. And that should bring you such inner happiness. You're able to make Hashem happy by subduing this klipa. Just purely by having real faith in Hashem. That should bring you such tremendous joy that you are able to make Hashem happy. Yizmach Yisrael v'Eisaf Let us rejoice in the joy of the Creator. Now here's a little more Hebrew grammar for you. What's a proper way to say to create? You could say bara. You could say yotzer. Osav is is a really interesting word. The Pasuk Pasuk says we should rejoice in our maker. Should not say our creator our the person who formed us. Be-osav is plural. The Yudvav at the end make it a plural word. That means that means let's see it inside that is why the psalmist uses the plural Osav, it's maker referring to the corporeal world which is full of klipot and the sitra achara and it's called public domain. This world, we call it public domain. There's a lot of... uh, Hashem unfortunately is not revealed here. And mountains of separation. This world is a world of a lot of stuff. We have to reveal that it's all one. But naturally there's a lot of stuff happening here. So when we have that faith and these are transmuted to light And become a private domain For his unity Blessed be he by means of this faith When we have this faith We're taking the public Property and we're making it private property We're able to take the Many different items that are floating And reveal how it's all one It's all part of Hashem So let's summarize We'll, We'll summarize the chapter And we'll take questions The ultimate satisfaction That we That The ultimate happiness we could have Is by appreciating that we're one with Hashem Doing that will subdue the klipa Will make Hashem happy So three steps We have an inner happiness That's step number one Step number two is where We are By believing in Hashem We're going to be fulfilling our Mission in this world And third of all, Hashem will be happy so we started chapter 26 talking about depression and how we have to always be happy, and here we're sharing a second method of always finding happiness, and that is by truly connecting with Hashem. Okay, are there any questions? Everyone's everyone's stumped. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, can I just, uh, please, what Rabbi wrote? please, please do. 100? We are
1: partners with the shem in revealing that which is hidden. That will help when feeling down. When we're in a dark room, you get frustrated. Someone lights a candle and now you see there's a Danish over there. You didn't see it before because it was dark. To illuminate the darkness uh, is to reveal that it was always good, we just didn't see it.
0: That's beautiful. To illuminate the darkness is to reveal what's always good and just didn't see it. That's beautiful. Hmm. It
1: beautiful.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Have a good evening.